Welcome back, everyone, to Highlighted, an all-sports culture podcast. Sam, Kurt, unfortunately, no Sully. Unfortunately. He, you're right. I've never been more happy in my life that Sully's gone. Um, as he is traveling, I don't know where he is. doesn't matter. Uh, but it's Sam, Kurt. We're going to be talking some NBA. I know it's been a long while since we've talked NBA, uh, but with the playoffs coming up, want to talk about some teams, um, how this podcast will work, because we'll go through the top 10 teams from each conference. We'll start with the 10th seed and work our way up to the one seed and talk about if we think that team's a contender, pretender, a little bit of an in-between. Um, you know how it works. I think we did this last year. So if you're an OG fan of the uh, podcast, you know that we did this right before the playoffs of last season and thought it'd be a good time to do it here. Um, so we'll start with... Uh, the Washington Wizards. I think that's a good team to start with as a, obviously I'm a Wizards fan, but more importantly, Russell Westbrook on the day of recording this just broke the all time triple double record, which is absurd. I mean, massive props to him for doing so. Um, but yeah, like the podcast is doing like, you know, this podcast is, is this team a contender pretender a little bit in between, obviously with the 10 seed pretenders likely to be the answer here. Um, but I will say out of, the next two, maybe three teams. I think this Wizards team is definitely the most scary. Out of the last 17 games, they're 13 and four, and all four of those games have come in overtime or have been a one score game. So this Wizards team is obviously playing at a competitive level. Um, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are both doing their thing, except Bradley Beal is currently out at the moment, has a hamstring injury, and hopefully is going to be back soon because we need him. Uh, but this Wizards team is definitely. Um, I think a competitive team, um, like I've been saying, and I think that they're one of the teams that if they're in that play-in tournament, a team doesn't want to play them because I think that with the way they're playing, they could be anyone that's associated with that play-in tournament. And you saw it tonight. I mean, they played the Bucks. Obviously, you know that a while back, and that was a one-point game. Um, they played the Hawks today, and that was a one-point game as well. It was super close. Um, it's been super close with these high-end teams. And I think that this Wizards squad could cause, I guess, competitiveness. But I don't think that, I mean, a title run is not even really in the question. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. Out of the, from 7 through 10, I'd say after the recent news of Jalen Brown being out for the rest of the season, mm -hmm. the Wizards are probably the scariest. Um, just with how Russ and Beal are playing right now, they're as good as anyone at the back end of the East. And I think that 10 seed is just attributed to their kind of slow start to the season. And I like, I don't want to label them as a, like a pretender because no one thinks they're a contender. Right. Uh, like I would say they're properly rated. Uh, it's just a matter of rust is not a playoff performer. We know this. Mm -hmm. I think this is widely known. We haven't seen Beal in the playoffs in forever. And the last time we saw him in the playoffs, he was a completely different player than what he is now. Right. He was, it was, it was John Wall's team. It was John Wall's team. And that was when he went against the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. So right? that was the last time they played in the playoffs, yep. right? Yep. I will. Well, the next year we played the Raptors, but got swept in the first round, but it doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's but right. we don't, that doesn't matter. Why does that matter? Um, but I will ask you, do you think this is Russ's team or Beal's team? 
Oh, it's Beals. Okay. Were you gonna like flame me for saying Russ if I? No, said that? no, no, no. I wasn't gonna flame you. I mean, obviously, what we saw in the beginning of the season was easily Beals, but the way Russ is playing, I mean, not to say it's his team, but you could certainly make a case for him being the better player and for him kind of being the big focal point of that team. So, I mean, like you said, both guards are playing unbelievable. Um, if you know the Wizards could have a, some sort of a head coach, then I think we'll be in a better spot. But we got Scott Brooks. Um, so I guess we're both agreeing on pretender. You, but you, you think if you make the playoffs, he's safe? I, I, I even... I thought I, he wasn't safe after last year, but you kept him. So yeah. honestly, if you improve, there's no well, reason Well, the thing is, like, because we started off terrible, 13 seed, and we got super hot. If we don't get hot, he's fired. So, um, I don't know. He just won coach of the month, which is, I mean, like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I'm like, all right, everyone, it's so funny because wizards fans are like, wow, the worst coach in the NBA getting some reward, whatever. And then it's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. He's not going to have a long stint with us, but whatever. All right. Moving on San Antonio Spurs. We're going from East to West. We're flipping back. The Spurs team is interesting because going into the season, a lot of people were not high on the Spurs team at all. Obviously, you look at the West, and it looked loaded heading into the season, um, and a lot of people didn't think that the Spurs team kind of matched. You know, you know, we thought this Rockets team, maybe with James Harden, could be competitive. Then, obviously, the James Harden situation unfolded. Um, we thought the Timberwolves with the number one pick could be better. Kings with, you know, De'Aaron Fox. Pelicans. But the Spurs are the 10th seed right now. Um, they're two games back of the Grizzlies for the ninth seed, and the Spurs are currently, you know, they just beat up on your Bucks. So obviously, you're. Uh, yeah, as as you're saying this, they just beat us by 21 and scored almost 150 points. Brutal. So yeah, yeah. obviously, you we were texting about it today. Um, they were shooting lights up against you guys, but the Spurs team, again, it's something similar to the Wizards, where I don't think they're a contender at all. Um, I think that from one to seven, they are probably the worst team out of the bunch. But I, I think they're having a good year, and you got to give props to Greg Popovich on a yearly basis. Like I said, not many people had many expectations for the Spurs team. And, you know, after obviously the LaMarcus Aldridge uh, buyout, it was kind of intriguing to see how they would do, and they're doing quite fine, I would say. Yeah, no, they're playing really well. They're playing good basketball. They're a nice kind of young team when you look at their team Mm -hmm. uh they're just led by demar Derozan, who's having a great year and this is going to be very interesting for his case because he's a free agent after this year and he's really driving up his market value because he's playing probably his best ball since toronto like would you say the same oh i completely agree okay yeah but it's just a matter of it's the spurs like and the West is just so stacked. It's just a matter of they're probably going to get in this plan. They're two up on the on the Pelicans right now, I believe. Two and, and I think it's one and a half. One and a half. Well, they just won, so oh, it might be more. Um, and the Pelicans don't have Zion, so right. I think the Spurs are pretty safely in the play-in unless the Kings pull off some freaking miraculous run. Um, without De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, but the Spurs, yeah, I think they can beat the Grizzlies, but can they beat the Lakers or Warriors? No. I don't think they will. So I think we're both, say, pretender here, yep. even though 
Well, that's the thing. This team makes the playoffs in the East. Right. With these like low end seeds, we're going to say pretender for most of them. And it's like, not saying they're bad. It's just the front. We'll we'll probably say contender for one of the low seeds in the West. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, But we'll move on to the East with the Pacers right now. Um, the Pacers have been just such a weird team. If you've seen their recent results, like they put up 150 against the Thunder, and that game shouldn't have even been. I mean, what they went by 57 or something like that is absurd. It was the I think it was the biggest margin of victory in like 60 years or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and then Doug McDermott that game drops like 30 points. It was funny. Um, and then obviously they lose to the Wizards twice in that short span of time. Um, lost to the Kings. They're just a weird team. Um, they have a when you look at the roster on paper, they should be, I guess, in my opinion, kind of doing better than the ninth seed. You have Sabonis, Lavert, Brogdon. I think Brogdon was out. Of, I don't know if he's still out. Um, this this team isn't quote unquote bad. It's just I guess as you go into the early seeds in the East. Um, they're much more competitive, but this Pacers team, I mean, I'm, I think we're both in agreement with pretender as well. Um, like we said with the wizards, you know, the Pacers aren't even, I would say the best from that seven to 10 range. So I don't even know if they escape the play in. Um, so I don't really have much expectations for this Indiana team and I won't go on with it because there's not much else to say about them. Their roster is good. It yeah. is a good team. There's just two things that have really hurt them. Their injuries is Brogdon and Turner are out right now. And Turner had a case for defense player of the year throughout the season. He's been great. Um, and Brogdon's good. He just can't stay healthy. And Karis LeVert was out for a long period of the season with that cancer scare, which thankfully he beat, which is and awesome. Been, and he's been playing He's been hooping. So yeah. this team has not played fully healthy together yet. They haven't. But you can't just say that. There's another outside source that is hurting this team. And if you've been listening, their coaching situation is a mess. Yeah. Apparently, the locker room is just not gelling with Nate Bjorkin at all. And if you saw the other day, they were arguing on the sidelines with players. And apparently, the Pacers higher-ups just aren't really feeling Nate Bjorkin right now. I, I would give it like a 10% chance he stays. Yes. I don't and think it's... it's just a matter of like this, this roster is good. This coach. It's an intriguing isn't... landing spot. Whoever was going to go there or is going to the go thing there. is you look at the, okay, but I, I'll ask you this. So you're looking at how the Pacers are playing right now. They have a really good team and they've been unhealthy, but they're still the nine seed. Like, if their coaching situation was better, they're definitely in the playoffs. They fired Nate McMillan, though. And right. you look at what Nate McMillan's doing right now with the Hawks, who yeah. is probably the best midseason coaching switch since what? I, I can't think of one that's yeah. been this good in, like, forever. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing Nate McMillan kill it with the Hawks right now, and they're stuck with Nate Bjorkin, and it just hasn't worked out. And... I don't really know what to expect from this Pacers team. I just, I think the Wizards will beat them and we'll see how it goes for them in the offseason. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Nine C, we got the Grizzlies. Um, 
I mean, to be a nine seed and be the Grizzlies is absurd because you look at them and, I mean, they're just a fun team to watch. Job Moran, obviously, is the key point component of this Grizzlies team, and he's been just on a tear. We have Dylan Brooks, loads of other players on this Grizzlies team that are contributing on a nightly basis. Um, again, I'm going to go with Pretender. I mean, there's not much else to say, and it sucks because we'll go through all these kind of you know, late teams and none of us will really say contender, but this Grizzlies team is also another fun and young team. It'll be intriguing to see how they do in these upcoming years. Uh, hopefully the organization can put John Moran, obviously, and, you know, whoever else on the squad in a good position to win. Um, but yeah, they're fun. And obviously with kind of the, you know, roster and how old they are, you're not expecting too many high end results at this time. I love the Grizzlies. Yeah. Like the Grizzlies over the past, uh, over the past, like once they started their teardown with trading um, Gasol and Conley, I have loved everything they've done. Like, I don't think I've disliked a single move they've made and they've done an excellent job of building this team up, making them both a rebuilding team, but more importantly, they're good they're a good team and they're still in their rebuilding phase. That is what you want when you're rebuilding. You know, you don't want to be like the Rockets who go on a 20 game losing streak or the Thunder that are, you know, losing by 57 to a mediocre team. You know, the Grizzlies, they have been really good this entire season and they haven't had Jaron Jackson for like the entire year. Yeah. They finally just got him back. And this Grizzlies roster, there's like no bad players on this team. There is an NBA caliber player at every position, at every roster spot. It's kind of crazy when you look at it. So I think they can make some noise, um, but I just think Steph Curry will happen and it'll ultimately overpower them because they did lose to the Blazers last year in the play-in. And I think it'll, it'll just be that experience factor that'll hurt them again. So yeah, I hate calling them pretender, but they shouldn't even be in like their goal should be playoffs. So right. they'll they'll win in the grand scheme of things if they make the playoffs. And looks like they're definitely trajecting in that way. All right. Eight seeded definitely, but yeah. Well, they're looking good right now. Um all right, eight seed in the east, Charlotte Hornets. Talk about a team that is fun to watch, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. Um LaMelo Ball, I know there's some case for Anthony Edwards in the rookie of the year. Still going to go with LaMelo. He's coming back, or he is back, which is a lot of fun to see. But you look at this Hornets team, and they've been such a mediocre like joke over the past couple of years. And not to say that they're still in that mo- mediocre uh, stage, but they're a lot more young. They're a lot more fun. They're playing with a lot more energy. All the guys on the floor care about each other, and it's like – incredible to watch um and like i said lamello but terry rosier you saw what he did last night against the pelicans that was fun to see there's loads of guys on this hornets team and we go back to in the middle of the season i mean even though the east was a, the weaker of the two conferences obviously they were a four seed and they were competitive and you know obviously that was when they had lamello then he went down they've kind of gone on that downward trajectory and then he's back so we'll see how this hornets team does but again a team that I think, you know, is a pretender. Um, but th- your goal, obviously, if you're a Hornets fan, you're not expecting to make it far into the playoffs. You weren't expecting really anything heading into the year. 
the playoffs for this team heading into the year was kind of out of not the realm of possibility, but not a lot of people thought that it would transpire. And it looks like it does. They'll have to play a tough team if they, you know, get out of the playing tournament, um, get, you know, far into the playoffs. They'll have to obviously play these tough teams. And I'm not expecting anything out of this Hornets team, but they're fun. They got a lot of young players. Everything looks good if you're a Hornets fan. Um, and that's the thing, you know, even though you're kind of still in that mediocre range, you can see a load of difference between the prior years and this year. And it's looking very well. Um, and, you know, there's not really else I got to say. Love this Hornets team, not expecting too much out of them, though. Yeah, I mean, they don't have Gordon Hayward right now, so that's notable. But they're getting really good, like, guard play. Uh LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier have been killing it this year. Uh, Terry Rozier specifically. And believe it or not, the Hornets have been an excellent clutch time team. Yeah. Like, I heard Zach Lowe talk about this on his podcast. They are like one of the best teams in the NBA when it comes to the clutch. And Terry Rozier has been fantastic in that aspect. I find that freaking hilarious. But Well, and the funny thing is like, when they drafted LaMelo, so many people were coming for Terry Rozier's head. They were like, Devontae and LaMelo is who we want in the backcourt. And it's, the roles have just absolutely flipped this year. The amount of hate that Devontae is getting and the amount of praise Terry's getting, it's like a light to switch between the two of them. Yeah, I remember when they did the sign and trade with Terry Rozier for Kemba. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, wow, Terry Rozier got overpaid. Oh, he is not overpaid now. He is very much being paid Mm -hmm. for his value. Now I ask you the question, do you think the Hornets made the right decision letting Kemba walk? Yeah. hundred percent. Cause Kemba's kind of been shoddy in Boston. No, that's. And they didn't want to pay in the Super Bowl. Even, even if Kemba was performing in Boston at the same way, Charlotte, like he was in Charlotte, in my opinion, you're still not going to get anywhere extraordinary with him. I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that. I'd rather have Lamelo now exactly. with, and Kemba. Yeah, exactly. And the Kemba situation, I mean, Charlotte did a terrible job of surrounding Kemba with competent support. And we obviously know that. Um, and it looks like this year they're doing, or in the past couple of seasons, they've done better. Um, obviously, the draft pick of Lamelo Ball was fantastic. But you look at Bridges and Rozier, obviously those guys are just making monumental efforts on the court. It's looking better in Charlotte. Um, and like I said, they're playing on a much higher energy and you can sense that when you watch them play on the court. Um, I, I definitely think they made the right decision. Well, I'm guessing you do too. Oh no, I agree. Kemba has yeah. been very hit or miss for Boston. I think he's going to get traded. Yeah. I don't think Kemba's going to be in Boston for his whole contract. All right. Western conference, eight yep. seed golden state. So Steph basically, Curry, <laughs> the, Steph, the Steph Curry basketball team is what we should be referring to them as. Yep. Um, Steph Curry has just been, I mean, is it, is it fair? I mean, I'm guessing it's definitely fair to say, but would you say this is the best basketball he's played in his whole career? No. No? No, it's his MVP season. Oh, that's, I guess that's fair. I mean, you can make it's the case. It's 2016 MVP. Yes, you, you could. But that 2016 MVP season holds such a special place in my heart. That is the most fun I've ever had watching a basketball player. Yeah. Even though I've loved watching Steph Curry this year, but would you say this is the best of his, his career? No, 
I mean, there. I mean, I've seen numerous people say that we're watching Steph Curry play the best basketball of his career. I disagree, I but yeah. it's definitely if you take out the 2016 season, definitely is a case that can be made. Um, and it's just because obviously we're seeing no clay for the season, which sucks. And it's going to suck because clay off two season ending injuries. You just don't know what to expect for him next year. And I hate to say that, but that's the sad reality of the situation. And with no clay though, Steph Curry has just been unbelievable from the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you'll never see anyone play the game of basketball like Steph Curry. And it is so magical that we get to watch him play still at what is he 32 years old and he still has many years left and I'm going to enjoy them. Um, but this Warriors team, it's, it's weird. Um, we've definitely seen Steve Kerr uh, get exposed at times at the head coach position position. Obviously he was untouched in his glory days with golden state with clay KD Curry. And now when you take away two out of the three, obviously you're going to see a decline, but, We've seen, obviously, you know, we expected this Golden State team to be in the upper half, maybe that four, five, even six seed. They're currently the eighth seed. Um, not that they're playing terrible basketball because they do have a winning record. They're 35 and 33, but there's still as many question marks on this Golden State team. Um, and I will say big shout out to Juan Tuscano Anderson. <laughs> Huge fan. Love that guy. Uh, top five, one of my favorite players in the league. So had to throw that out there. Yeah, the, this team is just the Steph Curry show. That's what it is. Um, Draymond is still playing impeccable defense like he usually does. And, and then it's Steph Curry. I mean, you, of course, you got your Juan Toscano Andersons. Who's the GOATs? Your Jordan Pools. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that stat of Wiggins, Poole, and Curry are a top three scoring trio in the league? I didn't, but that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, over like the past month or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's because of Steph Curry. And Wait, really? No, I thought it was because of Jordan Poole. No, you'd think it'd be because of Andrew Wiggins, you know. You're right. Goat. But question is, where do you think this Warriors team is at if Clay is healthy? Where in the standings do you think they are? Am I taking into account the injury that he surfaced last year? Because I think that yeah, well, of course you do. But if he never, if he didn't tear his ACL, right? But he tore his Achilles last year, right? If he didn't tear his ACL, where would you have him at? Like six, five seed, maybe. I would say six seed. Really, I, I don't think that it's that. I don't think it's a monumental jump, as some people would say. I kind of disagree, but I, I think they'd be probably a five or a four. That's fair. But there's, I mean, I don't know. There's no like sole reasoning behind I, it. I, I just, just... Ha- I just have a soft spot for the Warriors because I love those Warriors teams. No, I mean, it makes sense. Everyone hates them, but I love them. I mean, they're a dynasty. I mean, we're, I mean, people are going to be talking about that era for so long and for many years. So you got to value it. Um, but what are we saying about them? Pretender, in between, or contender? I think they can win a first. Uh, they're going against the Jazz, probably. Do you, okay. You think they're losing the Lakers, right? In the plan? Because LeBron and yeah. AD are back. I do. Okay. So, do you think they beat the Grizzlies and the Spurs? Yes. Okay. So, how far do you think they could take the Jazz? I'd say like five. S- 
I think it goes five at the most. But it's Steph Curry. That's yeah. Name another player. You, throw, that can, you can throw Draymond on. I just on I'm, Donovan and I'm not just expect, hope. No, nah, I'm not expecting much. All right, I'd say like five or six, but so pretender. I, but they're not a pretender, though. I hate that word. If they had Clay, they would be a contender to me, but they're not. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, if you're all good with that. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. All right. Boston Celtics. Boston has been a very not entertaining roller coaster. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say dramatic team this season. Um, the funniest part to me is just in the middle of the season, Brad Stevens getting offered just hella bank to be at Indiana. <laughs> and then he declines. It's like, why would you go back to college? But whatever. Um, so yeah, obviously we saw at the beginning of the season, it was eh. middle of the season. It was horseshit. And then now it's eh. So, well, now it's about to get even more horseshit. Right. With, you know, Jalen and, and, and Jason colliding and, Jalen Brown losing to losing a season because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it sucks. Um, this team, I don't know. I mean, obviously we were expecting Boston to be on the higher end of the Eastern conference and has not panned out to be that way. Um, and obviously now, and you know, Kenny tweeted about it too. He said, Boston obviously was nowhere. They weren't going to be a title contender. But now with no Jalen Brown, it just makes that team just so much less entertaining to watch and just ruins all hope of them even making some sort of run. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't really see any hope in this team. Well, Jalen Brown was their best player this season. Like, he yeah. was. And Jason Tatum had caught fire recently. I mean, obviously, he went off, like, the past, like, two weeks. Um they're but both just unbelievable. They are, but losing one of those two is huge for them. And with how spotty Kemba's been, how spotty the coaching's been, the rotation of like adding waivers guys and cutting a ton of guys, like they got Jabari Parker playing meaningful minutes. We both know how that goes. Um, it's this team just wasn't going anywhere. They were such a mess this season. And I, I think they're going to overload this team in the off season. Um, I think they have a real chance of losing the play in. I think they do. Um, I think they could lose to the Hornets. And I think that they could lose to the wizards. Woohoo. I'm good with that. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I do. The Celtics team is. Do you I'm... ultimately think they make the playoffs though? Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do a full we'll do a full play in prediction after after we go through the West uh, last play in team. Okay, which is the Lakers. All right, the Lakers. Here's the thing. Even like a couple weeks ago, I mean, I literally saw a week ago when they were a six or seven seed, they still had the best odds to win the West, which was, in my opinion. Very mind-blowing because I don't think – I mean, this Lakers team, obviously everyone wants to talk about LeBron and AD and the injuries that they surfaced during the middle of the season. You're both going to get them back healthy around Wednesday. I think that's when LeBron's coming back. Um, so everything should be heading in an upward direction. But I just don't – obviously they're a contender. And we'll both, I think, agree on that. I just don't think that this team is going to the finals. 
I think that you look at the, the top teams in the West and I have more faith in them than this Lakers team. And I tweeted about it today and I was like, half of me wants to realize that this Lakers team is really not that good. I mean, we've seen them. I mean, look, look at the Toronto game as a prime example. I mean, they got utterly embarrassed that game. And I know there's, I think many people just want to outline many excuses for this team's primarily the ones being the injuries that this team has surfaced. And to an extent, I understand it, but at the same time, there are many reasons why you should not believe in this Lakers team. I mean, they have been at fault many times this season and to have them as the favorite to win the West to me is mind blowing. I mean, I know they won it last year. I know you have arguably two top five, top six players in the league and you have LeBron James who it doesn't matter what his team is looking like. It's LeBron James. He's going to keep you in contention for whatever. And that's what I'm saying because I'm talking bad about this Lakers team, but they have LeBron James. It doesn't like we've seen what he's done with Cleveland and that roster in 2018. I mean, this 2021 LA roster is certainly better than that one. And we've seen obviously what they did last year. So there's reasons to believe in this team, but I look at teams in the West, like Denver, Utah, and Phoenix who are playing much better basketball I would say at this moment are better coached, even though we saw Frank Vogel win coach of the year last year. There's many concerns about this Lakers team. And I think that it's time for people to be alerted about them. And I'm still going contender. I still think that, like I said, when you have AD and LeBron now back to being healthy, you obviously we're going to see them as a contending team, but they are not my pick to make the finals out of the West. There's many concerns for this team. And LeBron has just, maybe I'm crazy. I just think his mentality has been weird this year. I mean, the whole, the, when he was ranting, and I don't want to see him like a LeBron hater because certainly I, he, I'm not hating on him. I just praised him and said that if LeBron's on your team, anything is possible. But the whole, you know, playing him, complaining about it, him complaining about his injuries, he just doesn't seem mentally as focused as we've seen in years prior. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to shut me up when playoffs come around. And I would not be surprised if that happens, but I just, I have red flags about this Lakers team. I would expect them to make the Western conference semis second round. And I expect them even in the Western conference finals, I would not shock me in the slightest that they want it or even took it to six or seven games. I just, I'm not as confident in them as I was last year. That's all I got to say. Well, uh, I, I, I still believe in the Lakers. That's and fine. That's fair. One answer. One reason. LeBron. Yeah. I, I, you I can't go wrong. I, I know. And LeBron. that's the thing. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally not betting against him, but I've just criticized this Lakers team, and I know he's going to make me just eat my words in three weeks. And let me just tell you this. The Lakers have had a top defense in the NBA without LeBron. Oh, or yeah, AD. they have. They've been, I think, the best defense in the league they have, without yeah. them. And they've had no, like, premier talent without those two. Mm-hmm. It and was fun to watch to that team without them. I mean, they, yeah. at times, like I said, stunk it up, but you would expect that. But not when a bad team start, whatsoever. When, you're, when your best player is Dennis Schroeder on the court, what do you expect is going to happen? Exactly. You know? But the Lakers, they they still have two of the top five players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And 
you can't go wrong with that. Like I'd pick them over Phoenix right now. I don't think I would. Even though I love Phoenix to death and I predicted Chris Paul to Phoenix before it ever happened. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, I have this feeling in my bones that the Lakers are still a threat and I know I don't I think it's irrational to think they'll be the they're still the betting favorites over the jazz for sure but I I just I I still believe in them and they're definitely gonna it's scary that they're coming back so close to the playoffs that's like the whole thing with them but I don't really care you know mm-hmm. I they're mean, essentially saw- get they're essentially getting a trial run with the plan yeah we saw what the brow did last night, and it was unbelievable. All right, six seed heat. No, I had a goat candidate to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so six seed heat. Um, a lot of people loving this heat team. I, I mean, I think you know we saw what they did going to the finals last year. Obviously, the six seed. We, we, what we saw from them in the first half of the season was kind of meh. And then obviously as the season progresses, they've gotten a lot better. Um, they've gotten healthy The sell the heat, you know, they almost blew the lead against the Celtics. I think it was yesterday was that game, but the heat, a lot of people I know are loving this team. Um, even as a six seed, I think it's fair to say they could be a contender, um, especially when an Eastern conference that isn't loaded, um, and it was a kind of a similar situation last year with them being the five seed, but as the season, you know, went on, they were playing much better. And as the playoffs went on, we obviously saw what they could do led by Jimmy Butler. Um, and then Bam Adebayo, obviously what he's doing defensively, it's absurd. Um, a lot of good things about this heat team. And I think that, you know, like I said, when you're playing in a Eastern conference, that it's certainly less competitive than um, the Western conference they can do it. And I'm guessing as a Bucks fan, you might be scared playing them first round. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified, dude. Yeah. I, I'm praying. I, that's why I'm so mad. The Hawks won against the wizards today. Cause I want the heat to jump into the five seats so bad right now. Yeah. Cause I am scared of this team. This team is finally healthy and they've been kind of off and on this year with health and just play entirely. Tyler hero has been really wonky this year. Jimmy Butler has been, this is the best year of his career. In my opinion, he's been fantastic. This team is so underrated. I think they're the fourth best team in the East as it stands right now by pretty clear margin. If you ask me, yeah, Uh, you could argue third, Um, but they just been very inconsistent this year. And I, I feel that way about a lot of teams, but they are surely a contender to me. Yeah, I agree. Not and I'm, I'm not ready to exercise demons in the first round, but we will, <laughs> we, it probably is going to happen unless we jump the nets or they jump the Hawks and God, I hope they jump the Hawks, but it's not yep. looking likely. All right. Six seed in the West is the Portland trailblazers. All right, so the Trailblazers have obviously we saw we see the roster and they should be doing better, but Terry Stotts is their head coach. And look, I was a fan of his. Not, I don't know, if fans the right word. 
But I thought I've he never, was getting. I've never been a fan of his. When he I, was our coach, I was not a fan of him. I thought that he was getting a little bit of unnecessary hate. And then we saw what's going on with Port. I don't think he's going to return as the head coach, regardless Neither of what happens. Because I, I think. think he's been there way too long. Right. And I think that Portland is going to make the playoffs, but it's, I think a first round exit is very likely for this team. And I think that that's the moment where we're going to see Stotts is gone. Um, but like I said, the roster, obviously, um, Damian Lord, CJ McCollum, my boy, Carmelo, who I just love that man. Um, and he's still balling at the age of 36. Um, but the Stroll Blazers team is good. Um, we know what they can do on the offensive side of the ball and another inconsistent team. I know they just lost five straight games and then they've won a couple. So this Trailblazers team is whack. Um, <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with the coaching there. Um, and it'll be kind of cool to see what this team can do. Cause they're a team that going into the year, a lot of people put high expectations on them and not to say that they don't meet those expectations, but it's always like a four, five, six. And we saw, you know, obviously when they beat Denver and what was it? 2018 um, in that game seven, that's kind of where we saw the peak of that team. Um, the C.J. McCollum game, as you could recall it. Um, and then ever since then, we've thought the future is extremely bright for them, and it really hasn't been. So Portland, I don't see much of a future for Stotts. And obviously when you have Damian Lord, who has just been on a tear this season, you can't really waste those peak moments of his career. And hopefully that Portland does a better job of finding the head coach for him and I guess, supporting, finding a little bit of, I guess, better support for him. That Western Conference Finals run saved Terry Tots' job um, because they – because that was the year after the Pelicans whacked them. That was the year that Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday just absolutely demolished that team. And they were like, okay, we just got swept by a lower seed when we were a three seed. So we're going to go to the Western Conference Finals, which they did. They almost lost the Nuggets, but then they got wiped by the, by the Warriors right after that because that was the last year of the KD era. And they, that was the Thunder first round, correct? That was the, the shot. Yes. And then the second round was the Nuggets and CJ McCollum, obviously. And then the, the third round, or the finals, the Conference Finals, they just, just got wiped. And that saved Derry Stotts' job. And he's just kind of been there now because – they still believe in him because Damian Lillard is so good. And this team offensively is fantastic. I mean, I mean, well, and we've also seen, we've also seen for the longest time, like Stotts is getting the player respect. Like the players do like him. It's yeah. just from a, you know, winning standpoint, not really cutting it. Yeah. And people underestimate that aspect of keeping a coach. People just expect you to fire a coach right out the gate because he's just not cutting it. Well, how do you think that's going to affect the locker room? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the Bucks, Bud is absolutely loved by the Bucks locker room. I mean, Giannis loves him. He was a big reason why Giannis resigned. Drews has sung his praises since he's got here. I mean, just listen to the JJ Redick podcast. He's talked about him a lot. And apparently Bud's on the hot seat. And if we get the – if he flames out – let's say we flame out against the Heat in the first round and we fire him uh, – what are we going to hire an ape Yorkin and lose the locker room then like what's going to happen you know and yeah the blazers would be risking the exact same thing because when you have a long tenure coach like that that wins over your star player you're risking something by firing that coach but you're also gaining something like if you 
managed to hit on a Nick Nurse because obviously Dwayne Casey was loved in Toronto, but uh, they fired him and then they get Nick Nurse and they won a finals. Yeah, they won a championship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the Blazers are going to be able to, you know, do the same thing, but they're currently slated to go against the Clippers and the Clippers match up against them so perfectly. I mean, they have the wing defenders to absolutely clamp up their guards. And I, I feel pretty comfortable saying the Clippers would beat the Blazers pretty handily. Yeah. I will say though, I think the trailblazers, I don't think pretenders the right word, but like in between, in between and pretenders kind of where I'd put them. They're like the Celtics of the West this year where they're like, if they were at their peak, they would be great, but they are so shoddy and they really just are super streaky. Their coaching isn't in the right place right now. And they've been injured a lot. And it's just kind of wild what this team's going through right now. So I don't know how it's going to go for them, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they might fall into the play-in tier tournament. I mean, if LeBron and AD come back, or if LeBron comes back this week and the Lakers manage to win these next two, and the Blazers lose, you know, the Blazers fall into the play-in, and we'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Five seed in the East. We got the Atlanta Hawks, who after the firing of Lloyd Pierce and then bringing in Nate McMillan, have been unbelievable to say the least. And this team is literally the definition of they needed better coaching. They got it. And we've seen what this team has done. Got a win against the Wizards tonight, which was uh, very sad. But what are you going to do about it? Um, But this Hawks team, like I said, have been playing much better. Um, I think that if we get a Hawks-Knicks matchup in the first round, it is going to be so close. Like, I genuinely don't know who I would pick to win that. Um, Be a lot of fun. This Hawks team, like I said, they've been playing so much better and there's loads of guys on that team who can score for them. And they're just a fun offensive team. Look, I'm as much as I want the heat to jump into the four or five. I want to see Hawks Knicks so bad. Yeah. Because just listen to how that sounds. What if I said that to you five years ago yeah. or not five years ago? Cause that was, that was when Bud was still there. What if I said that to you three years ago before Trey young, before when the Knicks were in purgatory right after they traded Carmelo Hawks Knicks is a four or five matchup. That just sounds insane to me. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the most fun basketball teams to watch this year because I mean, yeah, they got Trey young, but it's just an overall really good group between these two teams. And we'll get to the next after uh, once we get to the four seeds, but this Hawks team is just so diverse. I mean, Trey young, Bogdan Bogdanovich has turned on and he's actually been really good this year leading the second unit. Clint Capella has been one of the best defensive centers in the NBA this year. Uh, John Collins is still playing really well. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, he's been out, but he's been good. I mean, this team is really nice and God, I really hope they fall out, but it's just going to be an exciting matchup between the four and five seed because like either one of those teams could realistically win that. And it'll mean so much to that individual team's fan base if they did. So the, this Hawks team is fun. There are issues with them, but I haven't seen a coaching, like I said earlier, I haven't seen a, a mid-season coaching switch work out as well as this has. I don't think I ever have. It's yeah. been, I, I can't think of one. I can't either. 
All right, we'll move on to the Dallas Mavericks in the five seed. Um, and I feel like this is a common trend between most teams, but Dallas, another team that started off very poorly. Um, and then as the season's rolled on, they've been playing a lot better basketball. Luka Doncic, I mean, come on now. The guy's unbelievable. Um, I had him as the MVP and he won't win it, but he's playing the best basketball of his career. Um, because, you know, you look at Christoph Porzingis, who is a guy who obviously from a stat sheet standpoint does what he does, but he's the type of player Porzingis where it won't really translate to winning. I mean, look at his record when he's on the court and it's not as impressive as you would say, but still being the five seed in a loaded West is very competitive or very impressive to say the least. Um, they're pretty set in on the, you know, not going higher than a four seed or a five seed. I think that number, I think one through four is pretty locked. Um, so they could fall to a six, seven seed, but hopefully five seats where they uh, stay in. But this Dallas team, lots of fun as well. Um, pretty inconsistent during the season, but when they're on, they're as good as really any team in the league. Yeah, I mean, when you got top 10 player in the league, you got Luca. you can do anything. And we saw that last year against the Clippers. I mean, a lot of us had them getting swept by the Clippers last year, but they took it in the six. I mean, they, they had that incredible uh, – you could remember the Lucas shot in that game and that was insane. But yeah, the Mavericks had a slow start. They had some COVID issues and now they're killing it and they're eight and two in their last 10 and they'll be going up against the nuggets, which I think like the Knicks Hawks is going to be so close. If Jamal Murray was healthy. I would say something different, but he's not, this is going to be a fantastic matchup. And I don't, would you label them a contender or yeah. a pretender? You contender. say contender? I mean, look at how Dallas has played in the last 10 or even the last couple of games. You're seeing a very good Mavericks team who are playing a lot better. Yeah, I think they can make a Western Conference Finals Actually, run. I'm going to go with in between. I think they can make a Western Conference Finals run, but I don't I know if they can make it to the finals. I can agree you with know? that. I think they're like a year away. From being that full. I'm so mad. Okay, we'll get to the Nuggets. But I'm so sad the Nuggets were... Oh, that's so unfortunate. All right. Next team. But before we talk about them, I want to talk about, you know, New York Knicks. I... The New York Knicks are my favorite team to watch besides the Wizards, and it's not even a close debate. The New York Knicks, it is so much better. Basketball is so much better when the Knicks are good. I mean, when the Knicks won nine straight... I have never seen a fan base more excited in my life. Never seen people talk about that team more. I mean, you go on Wide World of Wove, however, whatever his name, Rob Perez on Twitter. The guy who obviously is a Knicks fan, after they won the ninth game, um, I don't know who they beat. I think it was the Hawks. I think it was the Hawks. Um, the Hawks were very injured that game, though. So I think that's kind of why we're saying it'll be super close. He was just ecstatic. He was like, no one wants to play the Knicks. And it was true. I mean, no one wants to play the Knicks. This is the best Knicks team we've seen since the Carmelo days. And I'm not even kidding. It was so funny because he was taking calls. It's like one of those Twitter spaces things where you can request a guy requests. So funny. He talk about an overreaction. He goes, Julius Randall is the best Nick since Patrick Ewing. And everyone's like, all right, dude, chill. Like, come on. 
but he was like, and he was as dead serious as anyone has ever been. He was like, you guys think I'm kidding. I, I know, don't stop laughing. And he was like talking about Julius Randle needs to be all NBA. He needs to be in the MVP conversation. Long story short, Knicks fans are just a different breed. And I love this Knicks team. I, I, vi- I vividly remember, and I know you remember this too. We're talking about the Knicks before the season. And Sully is bashing Julius Randle, saying that he just sucks. I know you remember that. And, I remember that. You're right. He is just going at it. And then, I mean, flash forward now, this guy is just playing easily the best basketball of his career. And just, I mean, it is incredible all-star. to watch yeah, what Tom Thibodeau player. has done with this team. The players love Thibs. Who doesn't love Thibs? The guy is a player's coach. He p- coaches extremely hard. The Knicks, I mean, I got, I bet on them to win the East. I had to. I, it was plus eight, it was plus 800 odds. I wouldn't even be mad if the Knicks won the East. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Dude, like, how could the Knicks are that big market team? It's rare because they're a big market team, but everyone like roots for them because yeah. there were, they've been so bad throughout their history mm-hmm. that everyone could just root for them, you know? And I would love to see the Knicks go on a run. Like, imagine if the Knicks beat the Sixers in the second round. Yeah. How crazy would but that be? I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Okay. I, I don't know about that. But. No, I'm, <laughs> I mean, but here, all right, here's, I just, I, I feel like the Knicks come playoff time, not surprise people, but I think they're going to play very competitively. I don't think they're going to make the finals even though I have money riding on it. I had to throw that bet out there. Um, oh, my God. S- a Knicks-Nets finals, conference finals. But here's the thing. The whole country would be cheering for the Knicks. The Knicks will forever be New York's team. No one can tell me otherwise. Um, oh, yeah. But love the Knicks. Um, they are just – there's so many just fun – they're just so fun. I can't describe it. Um, like I said, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett has really become a solid player on this team. Emmanuel quickly. It's just Derek Rose. I mean, to think that Derek Rose got shipped for Dennis Smith and a second rounder is just, it, it disgusts me. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And Derek Rose has been playing great basketball. The Knicks are rolling and it's a, it's awesome. I can't Their wait. Second unit has been excellent. I know. Uh, I, it's, I, they, it's been excellent. And what Tibbs has done to this team has been, I remember when they hired him, because it was the first coaching hire of the offseason last year, because it was before the bubble. Everyone clowned them. I'm not even going to lie. I did. Too. I did. I did. I, I thought it was here. a terrible hire. Same. And I could never have been more wrong. Yeah. Like, I, I will fully admit my, my, me being wrong in that instance, because I, I, everyone was. Like everyone was. I even saw Knicks fans just being like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. And this team has been excellent. It's been excellent. And I mean, the Knicks Nets conference finals would be amazing. Absurd. The narrative around that would be not just New York, New York. Okay. It would be Kyrie and Katie that summer of 2019, when the Knicks thought they were getting Kyrie and Katie in the same offseason, they go to the other section of New York, not Manhattan, they go to Brooklyn. And voila, they're I'm, at the same if place. If the Knicks beat the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not even kidding you. 
Hold me to it. I am booking the first flight to New York, and I'm I'll go party in the streets. Do you? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you're gonna buy a ticket to the MSG. I'm gonna be like, bro, you're gonna no. Your wallet's gone. That, yeah, yeah. That that's no money. I will. Don't even care. The atmosphere in New York, it would be, it'd be unreal. Unreal. It would. I, I mean, it'd be. It'd probably be a better, bigger atmosphere than Philly winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it, it, that's how much the Knicks mean to that city, and I I want to know what they're gonna do if they win one playoff series. Yeah, I know. When was the last time they won a playoff series? Is that twenty? A long, long time ago. I couldn't even tell you. It's twenty. Early two thousand tens. Yeah, that was probably the Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was that guy's name? He played center. Why am I forgetting his name? Joakim Noah. No, not Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah was mid twenty tens. Joakim Noah was on the Bulls. Uh, yeah, you're uh, right. Uh, 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 I forgot his name. Amari Stoudemire. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That those teams. But yes, like the Nick. I just want to know what that, that playoff series between the Knicks and the Hawks. If it happens, I really don't want them to play the Heat, but I want them to play the Heat at the same time. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. And I want to know how much they're going to pay Julius Randle because he's getting a bag this offseason. As he should. As he should. should. Yep. All right. So enough with our fangirling over the Knicks, even though it's deserved. We'll head to the fourth. We're not even Knicks fans. (laughs) I know. Fourth seed in the West, Denver Nuggets, a team that obviously were unbelievable. Then the Jamal Murray injury was just a super distraught thing to happen. Um, And – I think that's kind of when we got to realize that this Nuggets team maybe isn't a uh, contender, but anymore. Right. Anymore. I would have picked them to win the West if yeah. Jamal Murray was healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm being and dead serious. The, the trade for Aaron Gordon was just perfect. Made total sense. We saw in the first seven games when they won seven and oh, when he was there, Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic, the MVP. Denver's awesome. I mean, there is a lot of great things to like about this team. Um, and Denver, we've said for so many years, they're just that close. They're just that close. They're super young. And it seems like this could be the year, but <sighs> sad. They made the conference finals last year after beating, after coming back from two, three, one down series in a row against the Clippers and the jazz. And they're having this fantastic season and Jokic is the MVP. You can't tell me otherwise. There's no debate. He is the MVP. I'd hope you agree with me. Oh yeah. Okay, good. But I don't want to hear shit about Embiid or I've been uh, saying Jokic even when Embiid was getting hype or Chris Paul or Giannis. Chris- like I'm a Giannis, I'm a Giannis stan and I it's Jokic. Like Jokic has been unbelievable this year and it's not even close. I, I, there are some, like I saw like Nick Wright was saying Jokic would be the worst MVP. Yeah. He said Jokic would be the worst player to win MVP since like, who, what was that guy's name in like the sixties? I don't know. I don't know. He's sackless. I think Jokic, he's like 26. He could be an all-time great for all we know. And his game ages excellently. And I think he's probably going to go down as one of the best bigs of all time. And he's playing like it. And he fully deserves MVP. I'm so sad the Nuggets are 
not at full strength because like you said, that Aaron Gordon trade was great. Michael Porter Jr. is playing out of his mind as of late. And this Maverick series is going to be very interesting because they're not at full strength, but we'll have to see. Should be close. All right. Three seed in the East. We've got Samuel's team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee, who obviously we knew that they were going to be a competitive team with Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton, obviously the Bucks. From a regular season standpoint, we know what they can do year in and year out. But obviously the narrative that this team really, you know, obviously we saw them underperform last year and obviously not make a dr- drastic run in the NBA playoffs. It'll be intriguing to see if that narrative switches this year and kind of the future of Budenholzer. Um, obviously not much I got to say with you being the fan. So if you want to take the floor. All right. I'm sorry if I'm about to ramble. So the Bucks. there is such a wide range of outcomes with this team that I can expect. If they play the heat in the first round, I can see them getting, I can see them losing to the heat, like straight up. I can see it happening. Uh, there's still a bad matchup for them. And the Bucks still have very viable weaknesses to expose. But what I will say about this team is that this year, even though their record doesn't show it, I think this is probably their best team, like not depth wise, but talent wise, this is, and scheme wise this is the best they've been. They're actually switching. Believe it or not, they are switching. Uh, what a crazy concept in the NBA. Am I right? but they finally decided to start switching on defense and has helped a lot because you now have a guard who can guard one through four, essentially. And drew holiday can handle fives and drew holiday has been everything they have wanted and more since trading for him. He has been their second best player for sure. He's been excellent on both the offensive end and defensive end. And he is that guy that they needed to take over Eric Bledsoe, where they just need a guy who can close out games and not make dumbass mistakes down the stretch like Bledsoe did routinely in the playoffs. And I can say with confidence, Drew Holiday will not be that guy. He will be very, very stable. It just comes down to Boonholzer's willingness to adjust and Giannis. It's, it's pretty simple. And it, they're, the Bucks right now are about to go on death man's row to the finals. They've got the Heat in the first round, the Nets in the second round, and the Sixers in the conference finals. I don't know if they escape that. I love their matchup, like how they match up with the Nets. I think they're the I think the Bucs are the best team in the in the East to take out the Nets. I think they match up the best because they just have no answer for Giannis. And we saw that the, the past two games because the Bucs beat the Nets twice in the past week. But you never know because Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Right on. You can't go wrong with that. But and we'll, oh, finish up. Do you want to, I'm going to label them as a contender, but out of the top three in the East, they are definitely the most likely to get bounced in the yeah. first round. I'll say contender. Um, the thing is, though, this Bucks team, and no offense to you, but. Oh, I'm not going to be able, I won't take offense. <laughs> I just can't trust a team, and I know I hate this narrative, but I just can't trust a team that is, from a year-end standpoint, not performed in the playoffs. There's no reason that it's going to change my mind this year, especially when you have 
two teams that are better than them in the East. I'm going to pick them over the Bucks. Um, but we'll see with this Bucks team. Obviously, like we said, they're still a contender, um, and it'll be intriguing to see how it all unfolds down. Um, but yeah, we'll get to the Nets as we kind of talked about them a little bit. But another team, three seed in the West, is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, you know, the Clippers are a team that like similar to the Bucks the, in a way. They're just like I feel like no one's talking about them, but they're they're doing fine. I mean, they're a three seed in the West. Uh, they're playing kind of what we expected them to be, but it's like we see talk around Phoenix, found Utah, even the, the Lakers. Obviously, I have not heard much about the Clippers, and you know, obviously the Clippers roll through L, uh, the Lakers couple days ago and that's kind of where i heard a lot about this clippers team and i mean obviously it's a very similar to similar roster as opposed to last year not much changed except obviously the head coach position um but they're doing fine i would i mean i think we can both agree they're a contender um and yeah i mean the clippers how last year ended you'd hope that they kind of fix what it was last year no, yeah, they've been really good. Uh, like the Bucks, they've just uh, – they've kind of – they had a disappointing playoff run after being hyped up the entire year. And they've just kind of flown under the radar this year after, while still being really good and trying out new things. That's kind of what the Bucks are doing, and that's what the Clippers are doing. Now, do you trust them down the stretch in the postseason? That's, that's for you to decide. But I like their chances this year, but I can't say that because I loved the Clippers last year and I was so high on them. And it's just a matter of matchups for them. Uh, They're going against the Blazers first round as of right now. I take them pretty easily, but the Suns in the second round, that's going to be interesting. It is. And do you give it to the experience or do you give it to the better team right now? That's what's interesting about the playoffs. Playoffs should be a lot of fun. I'm super I, I don't excited. Know. But uh, are you labeling them contender? I am. Okay. No reason for me not to be a top two, three team in the best conference. We were saying, I mean, ask Sully. The man was saying they're going to win the finals every day last year. Not much changed. And I, I don't know. I they got Rondo and shipped out Lou Will. Yeah. But they got. They got uh, Luke Kennard and had him out of the rotation after paying him a bag. Now he's yeah. back finally. But uh, let's talk about the Nets. The Nets, baby. Um, the Nets, the super team. The second best team in New York, though. Um, <laughs> the Nets, I, I hate them. Plain and simple, but I think they're going to go to the finals. Um, I like them more than the Sixers. Uh, this Nets team, I think, would playoff rolls around, and we get obviously we see KD, Kyrie, and Harden. It's going to be intriguing to see how that all plays down. They get Blake Griffin. This team is just ridiculous. Uh, Steve Nash has done a quality job. I mean, you'd hope with the roster that he has, he would do a fine job there in Brooklyn. Um, but he's done fine. This Brooklyn team, obviously, they were the team heading into the year with the amount of star-studded talent they had, and I mean, they're. I think they're the favorite to win out of the East. Well, you said that heading into the year, they were the favorite. Well, guess what? They added fucking James Harden middle of the year. Right. So exactly. That makes a little bit of a difference. And they added Blake Griffin, who's been playing very well for them. Um, obviously, people wanted to regard him as washed up in Detroit, which was fine because he was playing terrible for them. 
uh, if he was actually playing. Um, and now he's in Brooklyn and he's playing fine. Um, but Brooklyn, like I said, they're my favorite. Um, when you have that roster, it is just so hard to beat. And we know when they are on fire, no one's going to beat them. Yeah. I just hate them though. I can't say anything that hasn't been said about them because their team is so freaking good. And it's James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. It, it's exactly how it sounds. They're unreal. And then you also take into account how good their surrounding cast is. Like it's kind of sucks that Spencer Dinwiddie's out, you know, because he's a fantastic player as well. Yeah. But they still got like Joe Harris and Jordan, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin and Bruce Brown, who's been amazing for them and all these other guys. And it's just, and Landry Shaman and like all these other guys that are quality players around them. And like, I, I don't, I have a hard time seeing them not make the finals and when James Harden plays for them, he's been their MVP. When he plays for them, they are unreal. They're unstoppable. They're a lot more vulnerable when James Harden doesn't play, which is kind of shocking, but we know James Harden isn't a playoff performer. So do you take that into account more so now? And when the playoffs are around or with this roster, will he be too good? Will it matter? You know, will will it hide enough of his shortcomings? And I can confidently, I, I will say, yeah, <laughs> I think the rest of the roster is good enough to hide those shortcomings. It's not like Russell Westbrook or I wouldn't even say Chris Paul because that team was great, that Houston team in 20, uh, 2019. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with those three. There's three top ten players in the NBA right there, and it's the Nets. Right on. Um, Question for you. Question for you. Hopefully I'll answer. Who do you think they struggle with most in the East? If you had to bet on a team to knock them out, who would it be? The Heat. The Heat? Yeah. Ooh. I don't like – I don't really like Philly. Um, Milwaukee – Actually, I'll go with the New York Knicks. No, I'm kidding. I'll, uh, I'll go with uh, – I'm going to go with Miami. Oh, okay. How about I you? Ki- I kind of – I like that. Glad you do. I think, I think whoever wins Bucks Heat, I, I, think, I think their hardest matchup will be the second round. Yeah. Whether it's the Bucks or the Heat, because both of those teams match up excellently against the, against the Nets. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of can they stop Giannis? Or it's just their defense is so bad, but they score a zillion points because yeah. they have those three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of can you slow them down? Yeah. All Who right. Knows? Phoenix, who's my favorite team, I think, out of the West, what they've done this year with Chris Paul. And I, I will say, as much as I love Chris Paul, I really don't understand the MVP conversation with him. I mean, the guy is playing fine. And I think from a valuable standpoint, obviously what he's brought to Phoenix has been absurd, but what's so good is Devin Booker is just finally on a competent team. Uh, We've seen him just be on terrible situations in years prior. And now that he's on a good team and that Phoenix team is certainly good to say the least. They have so many good guys on the team. I mean, DeAndre Ayton has been unbelievable. Mikel Bridges, Lots of good things about the Suns team. And I don't know if they're my 
I want to say I have them coming out of the West. I want to, I just don't know because we had never seen Phoenix in a situation like this. They're so inexperienced. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But from a roster standpoint, how mm. they've been playing, they're as good as anyone and definitely a contender in my eyes. And either them or Utah is who I'm sending to the uh, well, um, NBA finals. So we'll get to Utah, but I love both of these squads. I do too. I do too. It's just Phoenix is like, their roster is so good, but their core pieces aside from Chris Paul are inexperienced. And Devin Booker's never been in the playoffs. I don't know how he's going to perform. DeAndre Ayton's never been in the playoffs. I don't know how he's going to perform. I mean, um, they're right now, they're slated to play the Lakers. Like what happens in that series? You're going up against the number one defense in the NBA without LeBron and AD. Then you add Anthony Davis, who's arguably the best defensive player in the NBA, and LeBron James, who's one of the – he's been an underrated defender the past couple of years. He's been a really good defender. And also you have to take into account the offensive games that AD and LeBron bring in. Now, I know the Suns have really good defenders. Like, Mikhail Bridges is fucking amazing. I've loved Mikhail Bridges since he came out. And since he was at Nova – and this Suns team is so much fun. We were, we were the pioneers for Chris Paul, the Suns. It happened. Let's, was, let's... Uh, we were so happy when it actually happened. Oh, I know. It was great. And I want to see how they actually perform in the postseason because I could see them get bounced for round one to the Lakers. Like, I could. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a close series because it's early on in the LeBron AD return. We'll just have to see. Uh, this team's fun though. It's, it's a really good team, but like you said, yes, the CP MVP stuff is, uh, it's weird. It, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about the one seats. Um, I guess I'll just name both of them. Cause obviously we know who they are. I don't think we have much to say about either of them. Yeah. Sixers has the one jazz has the one. And we're both going to say easy contender. Cause obviously they're the one seed, and we're both going to say just how much, I mean, here's the thing. And I, you were the one, I mean, you even said it before the season. I think you were, I think you had Philadelphia as like a two seed. I don't know if you had uh, yeah, it as a one. I, I had Philly, I had Phil, I had Milwaukee. I think I had Milwaukee one, Philly two, Brooklyn three, because I thought the Nets were going to take time to gel, which I was kind of right. And then I had Philly as a two because I thought Doc was going to make them a really good regular season team. And I was right about that. Uh, yeah. And you, you and Sully were like having them at like the five. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't <laughs> agree with that. But I will say this. I don't have as much confidence in them in the postseason as the jazz. I, I don't, I have, but the thing is their path to the conference finals is so easy. If you look at their current schedule, like Philly's going against, probably the hornets or the wizards i think they'll oh, win that's a tough one yeah, yeah, yeah i think they'll win both of those i think they'll win those pretty easily then they'll go against the knicks or the hawks i think they'll win one of those and then they'll play bucks nets or oh, heat probably and i would probably pick all of the latter teams over the the sixers in that matchup same you would too yeah so you in reality have them ranked fourth in the east same yeah. with me. Yeah. It, it's just Doc. 
you know yeah. like is it just doc for you as well as me it's definitely a huge thing um and we also kinda... simmons and toby like they're the one seed but it's almost like they don't feel like a one seed if that makes any sort of sense like i i think brooklyn's a better team in everyone does everyone does yeah so i it's almost like brooklyn should be that one seed um and then philadelphia is kind of just that like two or three range um but we'll talk a little bit a little bit about the jazz because we mentioned them um i i just love this jazz team they've won five straight they're just playing unbelievable basketball with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, they're just, it's absurd. Um, another team that, you know, how are they going to do in the playoffs? It's kind of a mystery. Um, we've seen them have playoff success. Um, and, you know, I think they got to win it for the 97-98 squad who couldn't get it done against Jordan. I think it's only right. I do want to bring this up, though. If Bob if Boyan didn't get hurt before the bubble last year, I think the Jazz make it to the conference finals. And this this seeding would not be as surprising as it is. Yeah. Like they beat the Nuggets in round one if Boyan's there. Yeah. They beat the Clippers in round two, probably. Would you agree? I don't know, but I, I understand where you're coming from. So we'll just go with it. It's just interesting, you know, like I, I, don't, I don't think the seating is as surprising as people are making it out to be because the Jazz were so good out the gate. I mean, they were like 18 and one at one. They like, right, they like went 18 and one at one point, like in a stretch, you know? Yeah. And guys like Jordan Clarkson off the bench, Joe Ingles, Urson's been really good for them. Uh, it's just lots of, surprisingly good players. I mean, Derek Favors has been good. Royce O'Neal's been good. Just everyone on this team it is a well-rounded roster. And I like their chances. I do. And it's just got a matter of, we've seen them in the playoffs the past couple of years. They took out the Thunder not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the PG MVP season. And the uh, then they got bounced by the Nuggets. So... Oh, and then the Rockets also, but I, I like this team. It's just, um, it's the West is all the matchups. It's all matchups. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how this all plays out because anything could happen. And I wouldn't be surprised. Right on. That's the beauty of the NBA playoffs. All right. So, so what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was going to say, give me your NBA finals prediction. Well, do you want to do that yet? Because I feel like we're going to be doing once we get the actual uh, bracket, we're going to do a full uh, predictions. So, do you want to do it now? Or do you want no, to no, no. Well, we can wait. We can wait. That's fine. Okay. Let's. What's something different then that we could do like last minute? Because <laughs> that was obviously like. Who will win? What are your predictions for the playing tournament? All right. So, East. I will go late. Oh, that's not the East. Uh, I will go. The Lakers are now in the East, everyone. I will go. The Celtics beat the Hornets to get the seven. Mm-hmm. The Wizards beat the Pacers, and then the Wizards beat the Hornets. Yeah, I'm going to go Celtics beat the Hornets. Um, I, I completely agree with you. So I will okay. reiterate what you said. And for um, the West. 
Lakers will get the seven. Um, and Warriors get the eight. Who's beating who in the nine ten though? Spurs beat the Grizzlies. I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. All right. Fair enough. All right. So that's going to do it for the uh, ASC highlighted podcast. A little NBA talk. Excited for the uh, playoffs to come around. Thank you guys for listening and make sure you guys like and subscribe. That's YouTube, but you can subscribe (laughs) with the podcast as well. Uh, And thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.